This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear. And there's a big game this weekend. Uh, I guess you could say that. Uh, the big game is probably for Oregon. For Arizona, the general sentiment is uh, what will it look like when we get out of there? Will we still be alive? Will we still have an entire team? Will they drop triple digits on us? Things like that is basically the, the message board vibe. Uh, the spread is like 28 points and moving up. My guess is it could be you know up to 30 points by kickoff. Arizona is one of the larger underdogs that has been in, uh, in quite some time. And that's not a surprise. When you lose to NAU as a four-touchdown favorite, naturally you're going to be a four-touchdown underdog uh, against one of the top three teams in the country, a team that went to Ohio State and won uh, at Ohio State, now has Arizona two weeks later uh, at home after facing Stony Brook and becoming healthy. And that's, of course, Arizona's luck. Um, It's good to know it's not just basketball, it's football too. The Oregon Ducks are magically healthy for Arizona, big bad Arizona football um, coming to town. So we're not going to pretend on this podcast like Arizona has any chance in this game. If Arizona wins this game, it'll be one of the large... I mean, we're talking, remember Stanford beat USC years ago as a huge underdog? It would be that type of situation. You would have one of the larger upsets in college football history. Forget this year. We're talking college football history. Um, You can make a case where, yeah, I know as an Arizona fan, you're tired of moral victories. Jet Fish doesn't want moral victories, etc. But look, man, if Arizona somehow comes out of this game within 14 points, that's a heck of a step forward uh, from a loss to NEU. That's where Arizona is as a program compared to where Oregon is uh, as a program. This Oregon Duck team, the, the rap with Mario Cristobal... Um, for some, not everyone, has been that he is a major recruiter, but not necessarily an outstanding coach. And he's kind of put that to rest early on in the season, being able to go to Ohio State and get that win. Um, Whether or not you think Ohio State is as good as advertised, it it doesn't matter. You don't go to the horseshoe and and beat Ohio State in, in that big of a game. And what Oregon has done this year is just dominate teams on the ground. Um, You know, we talk about Arizona and... We actually asked at Jet Fish why Arizona has more passing attempts, or he asked Brandon Carroll why Arizona has more passing attempts than running attempts, and he basically said because the two games this year um, have gotten away from us, the San Diego State game and then the BYU game, they had to come back. Oregon, you take a look at their overall offense. They have 126 rushing attempts uh, overall to um, 89 pass attempts. All right, so they, they are... A, a run-dominant team, you know, yeah, you can make the case they're balanced, but at the end of the day, uh, this is a running team. C.J. Verdell 
He's probably, if, if this guy was in the SEC, he'd be getting a lot more attention. Averaging nearly six yards a carry, 49 carries, 289 yards. And the thing is, when they go away from him and they give it to Travis Dye, who has 36 carries, he's still averaging five and a half yards a carry and has three touchdowns as well. Uh, it is a dangerous, dangerous group. And then you, you throw in Anthony Brown, the quarterback, who has 30 carries for 122 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, they just got a three-headed rushing attack that is extremely difficult to stop. Five yards of carry, nine rushing touchdowns. Um, it, it, it's the type of situation where their offensive coordinator is taking advantage of the spread amount, the overall team speed. Travis Dye has been playing great this season. Um, and they're just faster, bigger, stronger than you. When you see Oregon on TV, um, if you're not going to the game and seeing it in person, if you see them on TV, you'll know right away. And it's been the problem that Arizona football's had the last few years where right away that eye test, Arizona is a considerably smaller team than the team that they're facing. And this is another one of those cases where Arizona is absolutely physically outmatched in this game. Uh, Anthony Brown has yet to throw a pick this season. Four touchdowns, completing 59, basically 60% of his passes. Um, he's fine. I, I mean, he, he's he's not going to go out there and be outstanding. Um, you know, eventually Oregon's going to have to face a team that you'd assume will be able to contain the run and maybe put it on Anthony Brown. Uh, but it's not like he's not capable of, of doing that. Um, they're, they're just loaded every position. I mean, Ty Thompson, the freshman, let's say Anthony Brown was hurt. He's not. He was hurt. He's expected to be back. The kid, the freshman, is still great. Jay Butterfield is still fine. The, the depth that they have on this roster uh, is is extremely impressive. And, it, and it's every position on offense. I mean, you look at wide receiver Johnny Johnson, seven receptions, 117 yards. And then you just look at the, the amount of guys that have caught a pass this season. Uh, Micah Pittman, four. Verdell, eight. Uh, Thornton, two. Hudson, four. Ferguson, six. Four, three, five, three. There's a ton of guys that have caught uh, a pass this season. They really spread the ball. Johnson is the best wide receiver on this team, in my opinion. I, I don't think it's very close. But uh, as dominant as he can be, they spread the ball so well that they don't need him to go out there and get 100 yards per game. Like 117 yards, like, oh, that's not great. But the reality is... Uh, they're just fine. You know, Micah Pittman has four receptions for 70 yards. Verdell, they'll use him out of the backfield. He actually leads the team with eight receptions, 70 yards, and two touchdowns there. Um, they'll throw it to the tight end a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they throw at the tight end and kind of do what San Diego State did, uh, which is kind of kill Arizona in space with their tight end. But it is just a, um, a nightmare situation for Arizona defensively. And that's not to say Arizona's been bad defensively, but the problem that they're going to have is because it's a spread, because they throw the ball to the backs, etc., Arizona is going to have to be pretty selective in when it blitzes, and it's going to have to be extremely lane disciplined. If they're not lane disciplined, if guys are running the wrong way, if the communication's off, Oregon's going to kill them. I actually think Christian Roland Wallace in man-to-man press coverage will be just fine against a guy like Johnny Johnson. As good as Johnny Johnson is, uh, Roland Wallace is a very good corner. Isaiah Rutherford will be okay on Micah Pittman. You know, Pittman's probably a little bit better as a receiver than Rutherford as a corner, but they're okay there. The biggest obstacle Arizona has by far is that defensive line getting enough push to make Anthony Brown's life a little more difficult, and then the ability of Anthony Brown to get out and run as a quarterback. 
this defense overall is susceptible to running quarterbacks because of the aggression. If they don't make that initial tackle of the defense, uh, Anthony Brown is going to have some major, major running lanes to take advantage of. So it wouldn't be a surprise to see him have his season high in rushing yards against Arizona if Arizona is aggressive and a little too over-aggressive. Um, I, I think that Oregon is good enough to, to kind of make them pay in that regard. Defensively, I'm going to be blunt. I don't know how Arizona is going to score points. Um, they haven't scored more than 19 points, Judd Fish said today, since three games to go last season. I mean, we're going on six games now where they haven't scored more than uh, 19 points. That is bad. And you're going on the road against a defense that is faster than your offense, bigger than your offense, more athletic than your offense, in a hostile environment with a quarterback that we don't really know who it's going to be. It's going to be Gunnar Cruz or Jordan McLeod. I don't think it matters. Uh, I just don't see how Arizona is going to score. And I'm not talking score enough to win. I mean score. Like, I don't know how Arizona is going to get the ball in the end zone against Oregon. They didn't really do it very well against BYU. San Diego State, they struggled. And NAU, we saw. Uh, Arizona's offense has been atrocious. And Oregon, far and away, no disrespect to San Diego State, because San Diego State has a very good defense. But in terms of physicality, athleticism, speed, all that, Oregon's defense is among the best that Arizona is going to face all season, if not the best. And I just don't know how Arizona gets the ball in the end zone. I have a feeling, listening to Jeff Fish describe what they want to do on offense, that they're going to try some some trickery. That basically they're going to say, we're, we have to figure this out. Like, we just we got to figure out how to get into space, how to try to make Oregon miss. Um, what teams have been doing with some sort of success against Oregon is they've been attacking the edges. The problem is that they've been attacking the edges, doing large bark to Kayvon Thibodeau being out. Meanwhile, it looks like there's a very good chance that he's coming back. If he's coming back, it is a nightmare for Arizona because Arizona's offensive line has been bad this season. Not average, bad. It has been the weakness of the offense besides the quarterback play. And it's just, I, I just don't see how they're going to be able to block Oregon's defensive front if Kayvon Thibodeau it, it plays. They're probably not going to be able to do it regardless, but, I mean, Thibodeau, if, if there was a prop in Vegas for multiple sacks in a game, uh, I would absolutely bet on him. And, and Fish said it too. I mean, they got to figure out a way to get Oregon in different situations that maybe can create a mismatch with a blocker. So two blockers versus one, which kind of insinuates that the tight ends are going to get an extended blocking role this week, that they're going to get out to the edges. I wouldn't be surprised if they basically use Stanley Berryhill's screen pass as more of a running play um, in order to get it there. Because, as Fish said, they are in no way, shape, or form good enough to line up, show run, and then run the ball against this Oregon team. It is just not going to happen. Uh, Noah Sewell, linebacker, is as good as it gets. 22 tackles this season, has a sack. Michael Wright at cornerback, uh, 17 tackles, pass deflection this season. You got Justin Flo's hurt, thankfully. <laughs> it sounds bad. Thankfully for Arizona, I should say, but... Um, Verona McKinley is another safety, 17 tackles, two passes. He already has three picks. Um, it's just, it is a bad situation for Arizona all around. Uh, it's one of those games where I can BS you guys and try to analyze the heck out of it and pretend like there's actually keys to the game. Uh, there's not. 
the key to the game is how Arizona is going to keep it close. And the way that Arizona can keep it close, the best way, is that they go out, they establish some sort of offense, and control the clock. Okay, They don't try to score quickly. They don't take shots downfield. They try to control the time of possession as much as they can. They remain aggressive on defense, and the hope is that Oregon, a team that doesn't turn the ball over a ton, gets a turnover here or there. Arizona's offense, if they turn the ball over like Oregon's going to try to force them to do, the game's going to be over after the first quarter. I mean, it's, it's going to be that type of game. If Arizona wants to keep this close, notice I'm not saying win. I'm not going there. <laughs> but if, if Arizona wants to keep this closer than expected, it needs to take care of the ball, and it needs to find some semblance of an offense. Uh, you know, in, in terms of who's starting, I thought it would be Jordan McLeod, but I'm kind of starting to get the vibe it's going to cruise. They, they worked out on Thursday, did a red zone drill. Not sure at the time of this recording how that went. Um, but again, I'm not sure it matters. McLeod, you lean towards because of the experience. He doesn't have a great arm. Gunnar Cruz has a better arm than McLeod. You have to change the ability to throw deep and all that. But again, like I said, if you're playing the possession control game, it's not a bad idea to start a guy like McLeod. Let him get the experience. Or on the other hand, you start Cruz, you give him another shot. If that doesn't work out, you go into the bye week with McLeod as a starter and basically give him the rest of the season from there. Um, it's a lose-lose situation as far as I'm concerned because you'd be surprised if any quarterback in Arizona plays well against Oregon, and then what? Do you hold it against them if they don't play well against the number three team in the country on the road? Uh, it seems like a pretty silly thing to do. So if Arizona's going to win, it basically, it by far, obviously, not win, but keep it close, um, by far needs to play its best game of the season. It's going to, you assume, need five touchdowns to win this game. Um, and, and it's going to be one of those games where I have a feeling that the defense is going to play its ass off, but there's not going to be much to show for it because of the time of possession, where if the offense is going out quick, there's only so much that the defense can do. Um, I don't think the defense is going to come out and lay an egg. I'd actually be kind of surprised. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how this team responds to losing to NAU. You hope that, hey, going on the road against Oregon – you know, us against the world type of situation. Maybe they come out with a spark and play better than expected. Um, it still probably won't be enough. Like, eventually, there's a difference in talent, and that difference in talent in college football is too big to overcome. And, and this is one of those games. But you hope maybe they, they keep it close and try to get some momentum into the bye. Then they have UCLA and Colorado, and, um, you know, they still have some winnable games. I don't know if they'll be favored in any more games this year, but there's some winnable games. Like, you could say... Cal and Colorado and Washington State are winnable. Washington's not outstanding. You never know what can happen. Weird things happen when Washington comes to Tucson. So there are situations where you never know. Um, this is not one of them. So you come out healthy. You come out with hopefully a closer loss than expected. And you want something to build on. You know you're probably not going to win this game. But if you could say, look, we had some nice sustained offensive drives. Our defense played pretty well. Uh, you have something to build on as opposed to going out to Eugene losing 55 to nothing or whatever it may be. And then it's like, okay, you lost 55 to nothing. You lost to NAU. You got the biggest losing streak in the country. How do I bring these guys back uh, during bye week? So it'll be interesting to see what type of game it is. Like I said, I don't think the overall result will be any interesting but um, in terms of who wins. But I, I am curious to see how Arizona responds to everything going on right now. Uh, with that being said, we will once again review the game on Sunday. If Arizona wins, we'll review it that night. And uh, I don't know. We'll celebrate. We'll figure out how. But we'll see. 
Um, with that being said, I'm Jason Shear, Wildcat Scoop Podcast, Senior Editor of Wildcat Authority. Thank you for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.